Hey, I'm Will. I'm Kat. And I'm John. If you love 1980s pop culture, you'll love 1980s now. Each week, we discuss our favorite 1980s media. Like movies, TV shows, music. Yeah, we chat with our favorite 1980s celebrities. Let's see, we got a lot of those. Uh, and sometimes it's more meaningful, like affirmations with D. Wallace. And other times, Alex Winter tells us what Bill and Ted's phone booth smelled like. Smelly. But it's always fun. And sometimes there's a surprise game, like right now, because once again, it's time to play. When you think of garbage, think of Aki. <laughs> Are we going to play right here in the promo? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh darn. I thought you had some. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to miss the 1980s. You can have your 1980s now. Because that's the name of the show. Huh. You don't think you were too subtle, huh? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Hello, tapeworms. Are you guys as in love with geek culture as I am? Sci-fi? I mean, like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Star Trek, D&D, video game-inspired clothing and apparel? Well, we are here to help you get it. This stuff is fun as hell, and you're going to see something you want. I guarantee it. Here's what you do. You go over to BustedTees.com. BustedTees, that's T-E-E-S as in t-shirts, dot com. Shop all their amazing stuff. Grab a hat, grab some socks, grab a shirt, whatever. Then at checkout, you enter our code, which I will give you. So take note right now. Our code is Jason25945. That is my name, Jason, and the number 25945. Do that for 20% off all your geek attire. Go over to BustedTees.com and be awesome. That's BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. Now, can you do Come Sail Away? That might have been the closest you've ever got. <laughs> okay. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Hello there, party people. You are all badass and listening to the Mixtape Podcast. I am your host with the toast. Jason Emmett. <laughs> I'm Casey Masterpiece. Um, Twisted Kid Matt and uh, I, 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 I something about a bagel. I don't have any toast. <laughs> okay. I lied. <laughs> like you're sitting there, we start hearing crunching. Right. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say you're host with the most because I didn't feel like that was accurate. We yeah. were, uh, I was telling Matt um, the other day, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. We won't share... Okay, <laughs> so I see this thing on Twitter. It pops up and says, 
Name something that was around in the 70s that is no longer around today. (laughs) And me being the me that I was, I went to answer that smartassy on Twitter and then decided maybe I shouldn't because uh, I didn't know if other people would find it nearly as humorous as me. So I clipped that, sent it to all my friends and answered it there, in which case I uh, said my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the responses I got were dude and bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bro, come on. So then Stewie thinks he'll, he's going to be funny, and he chimes in. Our uh, part-time co-host of the show, Stewie D, chimes in and says, should I say what he said? Is that okay? I don't, yeah, go for it. Um, he said, Matt's dad's toes. <laughs> 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 to which Matt responded and dropped it on Stu, and mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he Stu's said, Stu's functioning pancreas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, for those of you who have been listening, a couple weeks back we mentioned that our uh, friend and co-host Stewie D was in the hospital. It, uh, he was having uh, pancreatitis and some real problems with his pancreas. He's out. He's doing good. Uh, but, yeah, so that's the kind of friends we are. Um, but I didn't know that's it was what appropriate. Friends are for. <laughs> oh, God. I showed it to a guy at work. He's like, What the hell? I was like, This is why I love my friends. <laughs> <laughs> really, it is. But I said all that because I then get on and, um, I see another little post thing, and it says, I'm, I'm sitting there at my desk, and it says, um, your superhero name is the color of the shirt, of your shirt, and the item sitting next to you. And I went, ah, black trophy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, none of those things apply to me. I'm more of a pale acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so... And then we were in the car last night going to the Billy Idol concert, and Stewie looks at me and goes, really? I'd be Pink Jason. I was like, that sounds more like a me (laughs) name. (laughs) But it's all good. So (sighs) I say all that because I am pale acceptable. I am not the host with the most, but I might be the host with the toast. Um, Hey, listen up, boys and girls. White toast. Definitely white toast. (laughs) Like, can you get, like, almost see-through toast without? Is that a thing? Well, I know you could get like see-through like pumpkin pie, so maybe like, Ew, oh, yeah. that, that does not sound like you're something. like you're like the rice paper. I don't. Yeah, I am. I'm yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. rice paper. Toasted <laughs> <laughs> um, right, rice paper. Yeah. Hey, to all our listeners, <laughs> okay. we got we got a couple things to tell you. Uh, a couple episodes back, we started talking about a pop culture challenge contest we were going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, we gave you the first clue. This week, we're going to give you the second clue. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about it. In case you missed it, you might want to go back and listen to the last episode. The way this is going to work is we're going to give you three clues across three episodes. You uh, then can follow those three clues to get to our final answer. And what we will need from you is the answer to clue one, the answer to clue two, the final answer. And what you will win is uh, real badass. We got some keychains that are really cool. We're going to give you a vinyl sticker. I could give you uh, a glow-in-the-dark one if you prefer. And you're going to get a T-shirt. And we might throw in some real fun little pop culture-related items just just for kicks as well. And the best thing you're going to get is you're going to get you're going to get crowned the pop culture champion of the mixtape at least for this season. So yeah, um, so yeah, you might want to go on. You might want to do this. This will be a cool little fun thing. And I'm just curious who can get the answers to these. So. Last week, we gave you the first clue. If you missed it, you need to go back and listen. And if you haven't listened anyway, trust me on this one. The Lawrence Gowan Sticks interview, he was awesome. We had so much fun. 
mm-hmm. it, you should you should listen. Like it's just one of those where you really need to listen. So again, uh, we're going to tell you uh, the next three episodes. Well, the, this episode, next episode. So you'll have all three. Um, what we want you to do is give us those clues. First person to tell us all the answers via email. You can do your mixtape your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com or voicemail, which is five one three four three seven two three seven seven. You're going to win the prize pack and the coveted title of Mixtape Pop Culture Champion. Uh, but let's go ahead and drop our social media stuff really quick. That way you have it, and then we'll come back, and we're going to give you clue number two. So here you go. Here is all our juicy social media stuff. Hey, you guys might not know this. You should because we talk about it all the time. But we have all the social medias you could want and more. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we are on Instagram. Most of those places you can find us if you look up the Mixtape Podcast. You can just go over to the website, which is themixtapepod.com, and there'll be links and everything. You can get it there. But uh, we also have a phone number. Matt, would you like to give the folks at home that phone number? Absolutely. Hey, guys, we have a phone number. You can call it, leave a message, which we would almost definitely play. That number is 513-437-2377. Or, if it's easier, just call 513-HERAD77. Call it and be cool. There you go. Guys, go check us out on all the social medias and be as cool as we are. Well, you're going to be cooler because we're not that cool. All right. So, as as we promised, clue number two. Now, you got to go back and get clue number one. I'm not going to give it to you this week. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but I'm just not doing it. But here's clue number two. And remember, it coincides with clue number one, so you got to put the two together. Clue number two. The album title comes in at number four, but what comes in at number two? That clue again. The album title comes in at number four, but what comes in at number two? There you go. That's what you need. If you got the first clue from the first week, Put it together, then you should be on the right track. So there you go, uh, guys. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, What's up? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be a fun week. Um, sometimes we do topics on the show that just end up being a lot of fun for me, uh, especially pulling all the notes and, and looking stuff up. And this week's is a lot of fun. I kind of pitched it out, and you guys both sort of jumped on this one fast. I was. We'll kind of come up with three or four ideas. I have a list of stuff. The guys will tell me ideas. And what's funny is one of the ideas pitched was actually Kevin's, and he didn't even vote for that one. Uh, he said <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't vote for his own idea. He's like, nah, never mind. We'll yeah. do something else. They both jumped on this one. So this week we're going to be talking about the best TV theme songs from the 80s. And uh, we – you know how it goes with everything. We're not we're, we we covered the ones we covered. We're going to do a little different this week. We usually give you four. I'm giving you five from each of us this week because everybody's were so good. I just couldn't cut it down. Okay, and this week we're going to start with Matt. Matt, do you want to introduce your first song? Yeah, uh, mine involves four women of uh, retirement age. <laughs> Let's just face it; it's one of the greatest shows of all time. It's Golden Girls. <laughs> You 
Girls give repeat. That's right. Matt's first choice was the Golden Girls, which is a great pick if you're going to go with Thank iconic um, theme songs from the 80s, definitely. Uh, this one was recorded by Andrew Gold. Uh, it's on his third album, All This and Heaven Too. Uh, the song reached number 25 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1978 because the original version, uh, the, the version Matt's talking about, uh, the one from the TV show was actually performed by somebody named Cynthia Fee as the theme song for the NBC sitcom The Golden Girls. But there was actually uh, a full version of the song uh, that was recorded and put on the radio back in the 70s by a dude, actually, and I don't have his name. So this one could have qualified for songs you didn't know were remixed Yeah, I guess, well. if you didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't guess know it's that. totally fair if you didn't know. Um, you're going to find that kind of stuff happens a lot. Um, yeah. it's just I could it imagine, yeah, especially in the you know, TV and movie industry. Yeah, I it's definitely see that. for the Steam song. That's why I said that when I was telling you guys, this week's list was just really fun because I learned all kinds of cool stuff. Kevin, you're yeah. going to hear some stuff today. You're going to be like, what? And I yeah. thought Matt, um, one of Matt's songs, I thought he knew, and that's why he picked yeah. it. He didn't, and it was yeah. just really cool. I uh, will. I, I had a little bit of a spoiler um, between when I picked it and recording now, and I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, my mind was sufficiently blown. Really? On this. So uh, stay tuned for number five. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Super. It might be the coolest bit we have on the show today, but yeah. I want to tell you a little bit I about. Just, Oh, picked it because I love yeah. the song. So. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's pretty cool. But you'll yeah. you'll never not be able to hear it now. So. Yeah. Uh, so the Golden Girls was created by Susan Harris and aired from September eighty five to May of ninety two. There were seven seasons, one hundred and eighty episodes. Uh, we all know the show starred B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, Estelle Getty, and uh, Betty White. Won numerous awards, two primetime Emmys, three Golden Globes. All four of the stars actually received an Emmy for the show as well. Which is really cool because that makes it one of only four sitcoms in uh, like Emmy's history to achieve that. Uh, the show always ranked amongst the Nielsen's ratings tops. I, I think for like ten, uh, I'm sorry, for like six. I almost said ten of the seven seasons. For like six of the seven seasons, it was in the Nielsen's top ten. So that's pretty cool too. And then in 2013, TV Guide ranked the Golden Girls as number 54 of their list of 60 best series of all time. So. It's definitely up there. I know, like it had this huge resurgence over the last few years. I actually didn't watch it a lot. Um, I think it's weird. I couldn't relate. <laughs> no, you couldn't relate to a bunch of uh, you know elderly women. They really weren't that old. Home. That's the one worst of them part. just completely horned up. One of them's real dumb, and uh, but you know, you wholesome know, and kind-hearted. You at know the what's same weird time. though is the show really they weren't that old. No. I oh mean, no. Yeah. They the, like they're. Well, later 50s. Well, yeah, they were in like 60s, their 50s, like that, I think, yeah. when they started the show. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. And like Estelle Getty, who was, played yeah, the mom. She was the youngest one. Well, I think she yeah. was the second youngest one, wasn't she? I, I don't think know. She was the youngest. But she definitely was not the oldest. So it's, that, was, that was the thing that we had always heard was like, oh, yeah, Estelle Getty's the youngest one. Yeah. I think, I think I'd always heard that, and I looked it up, and turns out she was like second. But either way, she was still not the oldest. And the show, though, is kind of cool because it, like, over the years, it, like, tackled a lot it tackled like racism it tackled it tackled like um homophobia all kinds mm. of stuff uh like social issues were addressed on the show which i thought was really yeah. cool and let's face it everybody knows this theme song like everybody knows the theme song it's sort of ingrained into our culture at this point yeah, so pretty much it's a great pick great way to start the list 
Do you want to uh, tell the folks at home what your number two is? My number two is uh, one that holds a, a special place in all of our hearts yeah. off air. Um, for whatever reason, it becomes kind of our warm-up song before we start recording. <laughs> it does. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whenever we're just kind of testing the microphones, uh, we like to go into a little bit of a theme song from the show, Mr. Belvedere. Streaks on the china, never mind if they fall. Who cares? Our warm-up. And you drop-kick your jacket as you came through the door. No one glad, but sometimes that get turned around when no one's. It is kind of our warm up song. We sing it a lot. Why? I don't know. Um, it just happens. <laughs> so, this is the Mr. Belvedere theme song. The song is actually called According to Our New Arrival. It was written by uh, Judy Hart Angelo and Gary Portnoy, who also co wrote the theme song to Punky Brewster and another show that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So the song That's was composed. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't know the Punky Brewster thing, but okay. Um, almost made my list. I've considered it for a while. Yeah. Uh, so the song was composed in 1984 for a television pilot called Help, which was later uh, resurrected in 1987 as Marbled Head Manor. But the show didn't actually get picked up in '84, <clears throat> so they decided to use that song for Mr. Belvedere. Uh, the song was performed by ragtime singer Leon Redbone. Uh, and then in 2007, oh, okay. yeah, which I obviously now I want to now I want to hear him sing the Punky Brewster theme song. <laughs> oh, every time I turn around, <laughs> I see the girl. <laughs> I don't. I can't do it. I can't get it into the right kind of. It just doesn't flow. Who turns my world around? <laughs> now it sounds a little creepy. I kind of want uh, Randy Newman to sing the Mr. Belvedere theme song. I think. <laughs> Randy Newman and uh, I almost said Diamond Dallas Page. I totally meant David Lee Roth. I don't know why I get those two confused all the time. But, I, I, uh, yeah, Randy Newman. Maybe Shaggy. Wait. Oh, God. Wait, you get who mixed up? David Lee Roth Diamond, and Randy Newman? Oh, Diamond no, Dallas Diamond Page. Diamond Dallas Page and David Lee Roth. Well, it's because like they the two, called him Diamond Dave. It's Diamond yeah. Dave. <laughs> I want to. But no, I was like, I want to see David Lee Roth. Doing Mr. Belladere. That'd be great. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. the best. Oh, yeah. Just terrible. <laughs> um, so in 2007, uh, Portnoy released a never-before-heard full-length version of this, uh, on, of this theme on his CD, which was called Destiny. So uh, Mr. Belvedere ran for six seasons. I actually did love the show. I watched it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show ran for six seasons from March of 85 to July of 1990. Uh, so the series itself was based on a character created by uh, a woman named Gwen Davenport for her 1947 novel Belvedere, which was later adapted into a 1948 film called Sitting Pretty. There have actually been multiple Mr. Belvedere movies. By the way, okay, yeah, they were just way before your clones. (laughs) They were just way. Actually, they starred like you know (laughs) British. I mean, they didn't look anything like Mister the Mister Belvedere we got from the series. So it's anyway. Um, The show stars Christopher Hewitt as Mister Belvedere uh, when he takes a job as a butler with an with the Owens family. Uh, Mister Belvedere, the show actually never placed within Nielsen's top thirty, but it contained like it managed to hold a steady ratings for all six seasons it was on it never really dipped in its rating so it was one of those it had a very loyal following even if it wasn't the biggest following so 
It was a great show. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Uh, Bob yeah. Euchre. Bob Euchre was on that mm-hmm. show. So Yeah. Voice of uh, what, what Major League. Baseball team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Major League. But didn't he do like actual. Yes. Like, yes. I think he was. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, he's great. He was a Major baseball League. player, too. Yeah. yeah. It also starred uh, young Marilyn Manson, apparently. Just outside. <laughs> it was so good to me. You guys remember, you guys remember when that, that rumor was going around? What? That Marilyn Manson was actually the the guy that played Kevin on Mr. Belvedere. Uh, he was I didn't also hear that rumor. Uh, that was, was that was one of the rumors. The other one was that he was uh, the kid from. Uh, oh my God, the other show. <laughs> oh, uh, the Wonder you know, Years. The other Wonder show. Years. Yeah, the yeah. other show. You know that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was rumored to be a lot of the people. other show in the eighties. Yeah, mm, yeah the other show. A... The other show from the eighties with the with a precocious young child who named like named Kevin. Yeah, named Kevin. Um, <laughs> What's with these? Oh, it wasn't named Kevin. Oh, yeah. All right, same, same yeah. Kevin. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I'd also want to point out that for some reason during the '80s, like you know, late '70s, early to mid '80s, there was like a whole series of shows that were involving um, butlers. You know, sassy butlers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we talked butlers. about this back when we did Obscure '80s. Yeah. We we never did it, which is weird. We had a whole uh, thing called the Butler did it, which we were going to talk about, mm-hmm. like. Nice. You know, Benson and Give Me a right. Break. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? And Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, Fresh Prince. It was a weird, well, that didn't really center on yeah, Jeffrey. Center. Well, no, I'm saying they, they, they were all involved in too. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. well, even different strokes. I mean, we had, yeah. you know, well. Uh, Mrs. Garrett. Yeah. Mrs. Garrett. There were two. Mrs. Garrett Which left also cover facts of life. to go do Facts yeah, of Life, right. and then they got the mm-hmm. new one. But it was weird, yeah. There were a whole thing of uh, butlers were like a big thing <laughs> during the yeah. and, and housekeepers and. But give me a break's a great show, like that. I always felt like there, I'd love to talk about it because, like you know, that's Joey Lawrence's start, and Nell Carter was. Uh, I watched that show a lot too. So, oh man, I didn't know Zelda Rubenstein was on Mr. Belvedere. Zelda Rubenstein was in a lot of things. People yeah, just and Jason Bateman was on. Fergie was on Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, that really? I did not know. Oh, I think yeah. I remember the episode now that you say that. I yeah. just never realized it was her. It's also, uh, wasn't she also from Kids Incorporated? Yes. And Nancy Cartwright, friend of the show. Yes. Seth Green. Yes. Oh, my God. These James Crump. Okay. I, I could go down a rabbit <laughs> hole. It sounds like you are. <laughs> well, you Irene know what you should do instead? You should give us your next song. Yeah. All right. Well, our next song, since my phone decided to lock up, let me see. Uh, oh, here we go. Sometimes... When you wake up in the morning, an oh, alarm God. without a warning, and you don't think you're going to make it on time, it's all right. You're just saved by the bell. Oh. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gets out of warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time for Santa Claus. It's all right. I'm rethinking letting Matt read his own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my setups. Hey so, Matt, I got to tell you, this one's going to blow your mind a little bit too. Matt skirts, skirts in at 1989, right? He just barely makes yeah. the 90s with this one. Um, but it so, goes all the way back to Hello, Miss Bliss. Okay, so Say by the Bell Bliss, started in 1989 yeah. as a re- retooling of the series Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which, which was originally yeah. a Disney Channel series that ran in '88. Uh, Saved by the Bell actually went to NBC, ran four seasons, 86 episodes. Uh, the show was kind of amazing. 
because so they did the Good Morning Miss Bliss, which actually right. focused on Miss Bliss, which was pl- played by Haley Mills, who was a huge Disney star. Yeah, yeah, they had two of her, so it was pretty. <laughs> they used them both yeah. Um, yeah. because <laughs> she's cousins, identical, identical cousins, <laughs> which doesn't happen. It Somebody could. They could look really alike. a twin. Um. So, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. They liked the people liked the show, but it just didn't take off, and so they decided to retool it, redo it, and focus on the kids instead of on her. How pissed do you think Haley Mills would have been after hearing about the retooling? Oh. I mean, that st- that show is going to be around her, and then all of a sudden, I mean, I these think these kids it's... come in and do an Urkel and take over the whole show. <laughs> no shit, it's right? still my fucking show. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, it's one of those things that just wasn't going to work. I mean, the show was going to be canceled. All the- she might have been cool alive. about it. Maybe we can, like, get no, an I interview she, with her. I don't know. I think mm, Haley Mills might have passed away. Mm. Haley Mills. But here's if, the cool uh, thing. So they only kept... No, they she's kept, alive. Is she? Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Um, wow. they, so they kept Zach, Screech, and I think that, that was it, right? Uh, they kept Lisa. It was Lisa, was Lisa in, I in the original? So. Cause he had another best friend and she oh, did not make it. Oh yeah, she was on there. Series. Yeah, she was on there. And she the principal the Miss Bliss. kept Mr. Belding. Uh, Mr. Belding. Yeah, Mr. Belding. So, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, they though. got rid of Nikki. They changed the location because it was originally in like, I don't know, Massachusetts or something, but they decided, no, yeah. no, we're going to take it and put it in California. We're going to California. So there are some really cool things about this show that you guys California. may or may not know. We're going to, we're going to get into some of this. So first of all, the, the song, the theme song for say by the bell was composed by Scott Gale. Do you guys know who sang it? No, no. Hey kids, rock and roll, rock on. Hold the fuck up. Hang on. What? Mike, Michael Damien. Michael Damien. Song the show. was performed by Michael Damien. Yes. I'm just going to say friend of the show for everybody, by the way. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they really yeah. are or not. But Here's yeah, some other cool the stuff. The showrunner, Peter Engel, hated the name Saved by the Bell. He wanted that name out. He did not want the show to be called that at all. But he was vetoed. So when they were writing, when he gave instructions to write the theme song, he specifically said no one is to put Saved by the Bell in the theme song. So four composers, they had five different people compose the song. Four of them listened. But Scott Gale, he's like, screw that. He he wrote the theme song he wrote, and then Peter Engel heard it, and he's like, damn it. <laughs> it's it's the best one. It fits. It's the one that we're going to have to use. So I just And then he got Michael Damien to sing it. So pretty freaking cool. Wow. Whoa, yeah. side note. Because uh, I have yet another rabbit hole. The guy that played Mikey on uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Max Batimo, Batimo, something. Uh, former actor. This is what he's listed as on Wikipedia. Former actor and current Argentine hockey official. Hmm. He's a ref for hockey. In Argentina. In Argentina. Cool. Yeah. I didn't really watch yeah. Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So, I mean, I've yeah. seen a couple. Episodes, I, I, I surprisingly there. did. I watched. A fair amount of it, and hmm. I think he rolled over to the early days of Say by the Bell as well. Did he? Yeah, I got the uh, entire. Yeah, he season. became Slater. You have Good Morning Miss Bliss. You own it. Oh yeah, I got it. Like in my like archives. No, 
Fuck no, I don't have clips. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I was believing you for so long. I totally what? thought he was like, that's like, this is just something I put on. I was on about Saturday. to go DVD collection. I was about to be like, shit, you learned some weird shit about your friends. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's a big morning Miss Bliss fan. Really into he's chess like, and he's like, I, I celebrate the entire Haley Mills uh, catalog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got your autograph, you know. Got actually, that would be pretty cool if you had her autograph. That would actually be. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. uh, Matt, you got a couple yeah. more songs for us. Do you want to? Uh, you want to go into your next one? Sure. All right. The next one. Um, I'll just I'll just say it. It's uh, it's very confusing, but uh, <laughs> growing pains. <laughs> Why is it confusing? <laughs> well, I think you'll go into it with the history of the oh, song because it's something like, we discussed off air. Oh, it's a little I, confusing. I was like, what is confusing? I, I thought you meant it was confusing <laughs> to say what your next song <laughs> so no, like, no. So, yes, growing. That was, my, that was my short setup for that one. Growing so. Pains. Growing Pains growing uh, pain. ran seven seasons. There were 166 episodes. It was created by Neil Marlins, aired on ABC from September 85 to April 92. Uh, this one followed the Seaver family, psychiatrist and father Jason Seaver, played by Alan Thicke. There was journalist and mother Maggie, uh, their children Mike, Carol, and Ben, and then later the amazing aging Chrissy. Uh, I say, well, I mean, they had her, and then the next season she was like five. Yeah, so they do right. that. They did that in Fresh Prince as well. So it's a weird. Uh, they did it on another show we're going to be talking about here in a few minutes. Um, so. I know what you're talking about, but we'll get into that in a second. The theme yeah. song, uh, As Long As We Got Each Other, was composed by Steve Dorff and performed by one B.J. Thomas. Uh, he did it solo. Yes, the you know raindrops keep falling on my... That B.J. Thomas. He did it solo yes. in season one. In season two, they added Jennifer Warnes, who we uh, probably know for... Uh, uh, you know, Love lift us up where we belong. If you didn't know, she did that. She was added in season two. And then season four, the show was doing really well by season four. So they released a full version of the song and recorded it and released it. Um, but this was B.J. Thomas and Dusty Springfield. And that appeared on B.J. Thomas's album Midnight Minute. The Thomas slash Warren's version returned in season five. Then they did an acapella version with singers, uh, like studio singers named Joe Chemi, Jim Haas, John Joyce, and George Merrill. They did that for the last two seasons. I don't know why. The thing that's always thrown me off, <laughs> this is what Matt, I think, is this talking about. This is the about. confusing part, yeah. So Alan Thicke has written numerous theme songs. He wrote the Wheel of Fortune theme. He wrote, I don't remember the name of the show, but the show that Alex Trebek was on before Jeopardy. They used to be friends. Yeah, well, they're Canadian. They all know each other. Yeah, right? They all yeah. hang out. They chill. They eat. At a Tim Hortons. Yeah, did Timmy Hortons. Talking about hockey and shit. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. And, uh, you know, bacon that's not like ours, you know, and poutine. Yeah. We're talking it, about curling and shit. Th this is what yeah. all Americans know about Canadians. Syrup. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> meanwhile, Canadians are like, your beer sucks, eh? <laughs> it's like piss water. We want to thank you guys for some of the awesome stuff you give us. William Shatner, yeah. Bob and Doug, Jim Carrey, Doug McKenzie, uh, Lawrence Gowan from yeah. Sticks. But but you can take your geese slash Scotland, as we were corrected <laughs> you, on. You can take take your geese and your toonies yeah. 
<laughs> and your Justin Bieber's. <laughs> yeah. Um, leave leave Ryan Reynolds. So he's all right. yeah, we, we like him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's cool. He's fine. Um, yeah. So. I've got totally sidetracked. So Alan Thick, right? So Alan Thick is prolific. Like he also writes uh, Facts of Life theme song. Uh, he was on a show called Animal Crack Ups. You may or may not remember that was kind of like bloopers, but with animals. He uh, wrote uh, and recorded that. that song. You know, and we he all know word lines and which. <laughs> hey, hey! I think I heard Ed Sheeran one. Yes, I yeah. yeah, yeah. Taking one for the little guy. We there bring that up because Robin Thick, Alan Thick's son, they they actually got sued for blurred lines by Marvin Gaye's the estate, Marvin and Gaze they State. did lose. Yeah. So and we constantly get you know harassed by bots <laughs> yeah. at the Marvin Gaye estate, yeah. so. which I don't. You know, yep. I it'd be different if we'd actually like tried to claim anything or whatever. But we right. it, we just that being said, so Robin Thicke has done all had done all these theme songs and everything, and he can you sing. Mean Alan Alan Thicke, no Robin Thicke, he did the facts of life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's Alan, on Growing Pains. Alan Thicke, what? No, is, Robin Thicke was also on Growing Pains. That doesn't he, shock me at all. Yeah. Yeah, That's also a uh, cool returning take your kid to work day. Yeah, uh, which if you're going to take your kid to work day, make sure it's not the day that Gordon Jump was there. Oh, the same guy oh. who was on. Uh, yeah, That's Mr. Carlson. Mm-hmm. Different strokes. Different strokes. He's a bicycle Bike man. So I, I keep on saying this. If I was, you know, if I was him, I would have fired the hell out of my agent. But what? Yeah. I mean, that's it, a very that's uh, like all time famous episode, though. Like, I mean, yeah. very prolific. Yeah, and that's it, what, that's what you're going to be known for. The man with the Maytag. Uh, come on, repair, man. man. He was Maytag, yeah. and he was on WKRP. I think everybody kind of remembers yeah. him from there. And now I get child molester. Yeah, you know, but dude, that episode now. we talk about it on and one of our twisted kids. That episode, like was very Change important. It, yeah. it really was. It's like pretty it intense. It was an important episode. I'll give you like that. Like big time. Like they had kids, call, they did a whole thing and they had kids call, a kid, like call in and turn people in after watching that episode. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Which was amazing. So yeah. I'm just saying. You know, there was child molesters sitting there at home going, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. The jig's up. How'd they know I play Tarzan? Um, <laughs> that being said, Alan Thick, I always thought it would have been like, why didn't he? Actually, when I first, when I was a kid, and I first heard this, I thought, is that that dude singing? And it's not. It's B.J. Thomas. And I was just always like, why didn't they ask him to write it or perform it? <laughs> like, you think he was like, guys, guys, hey, I could, uh, I could, you like, know, let me, me take a crack at it. Throw yeah. me bone here. Uh, might sound like Marvin Gaye, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like <laughs> this family gets it on <laughs> how much would it blow your mind if blurred lines was actually written by alan thick and just performed by robin thick or vice would it versa blow your mind at all <laughs> yeah it'd be weird. hey dad i got this song for you it's kind of rapey <laughs> i want you to sing the song dad uh so there you go that's uh growing pains which we talk and we'll get to it i don't want to talk about it yet but i asked Matt a question like really growing pains and then he said yeah, yeah I watched it more but we, we'll get there in a second Matt has one more song and this is the one yeah that I thought I, we're, we're gonna set this up like a BuzzFeed article all right just like number five will shock you it, it really will because it blew my damn because mind. I just assumed that Matt picked this by the way great choice Thank fantastic you. choice but I assumed 
so Matt went and uh, it makes perfect sense a little later in the eighties with most of his picks, whereas Kevin and I tend to go a little earlier. Kevin goes way early, like seventies. <laughs> one of his. I mean, it ran through the eighties, so fair enough. But Matt goes a little later, um, and he picked rightly so songs that were I, they make sense because you were a lot younger. Yeah, and when you put this one, I was like, "Oh, cool choice." And then I started reading. I'm like, "Obviously, Matt knew, but he didn't." Matt, do you no want to tell the folks at home what your uh, your last pick is? Absolutely, uh, I, I want the world to know <laughs> as much as I found out. He's about coming this. out. He wants the uh, world to uh, know. No, no I mean, let I'm a, I'm an ally, but uh, now currently um, I'm coming pretty, pretty straight. Out. So. I want um, the world. However, my uh, my number five pick for '80s TV theme songs, uh, one of the, in my opinion, most influential kids TV shows, Pee Wee's Playhouse. I first of all, I refuse to let I that one fade. So that. I wanted yeah. to hear the laugh, and I didn't want it to fade out. Uh, yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse ran from 1986 to 1990 on Saturday mornings on CBS. Five seasons, 46 episodes, including the Christmas episode. We'll get into this in just a second. I don't want to say anything yet. I just want to ask Kevin if he knows anything about this song. Do you know who wrote it? Who performed it? Without looking that? it up. Without looking anything. Please up. don't look it up. Uh, no. Okay. So this theme song is amazing. Truly, Matt, this was makes just me so freaking excellent choice. If you guys did not know, uh, this so- the song was composed by George McGrath, Paul Rubens, and Mark freaking Mothersbaugh, like th- from Devo. From Devo. <laughs> but we're not done. <laughs> There's more. Just wait. Just wait, there's more. The song was performed and credited to Ellen Shaw. But Ellen Shaw is actually Cindy Lauper doing her impression of Betty Boop. What? <laughs> this yeah. song is written by Paul Rubens, it was Pee Wee Herman, and Mark yeah. Mothersbaugh, and performed by Cindy Lauper doing her impression of Betty Boop. <laughs> Girls no. just want to have fun at Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> now I kind of want to hear uh, Cindy Lauper do her impression of Harley Quinn. See if that. I mean, works. it's the same thing. It's probably gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the same. Yeah. Uh, guys, it I gets, think Harley Quinn was just based on Cindy Lauper. It gets better. We're we're not done. Yet. Oh yeah, we're not done. This is this gets better. Insane. So the show's music, like throughout the run of the show, was created by a ton of different people. Uh, Mark Mothersbrow, I say Mothersbrow, it's Mothersball, and I don't know why I do that. I add an R that isn't there and then change it. It's Mothersball. He did a lot of the show music. The Residents did a lot of the show music. Oh, my God. Danny Elfman, Todd Rundgren. Mm -hmm. These guys perform. Oh, Mitchell Froome and uh, Van Dyke Parks and George S. Clinton and Dweezil Zappa. Like, <laughs> it's fucking crazy throughout the Not run of the that, show. But, like, the list of people who their career, you know, kind of got started on Pee Wee's Playhouse is insane, too. You got Phil Hartman, which, you know, he was already there. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne. Everybody knows, yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah. And Pee Wee is like friends with a lot um, of different mm-hmm. Hollywood like Elvira. legends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phil Hart. Well, yeah, we mentioned Phil Hartman. Um, let's see. Well, that's what that's that's what Shee happened. Chong. Yeah. That's literally what happened. So uh mark's mother mark mother's bra oh i fucking give up i i just i'm hitting the button you shut your mouth well i mean if you're gonna stroke out stroke stroke out on mark's mother's bra (laughs) mark's mother's bra (laughs) mark Mother's ball. It's hard to say. It's a tongue twister. Mark Mother's ball has said this about the show. He said that Paul Rubens, uh, he said, Paul Rubens asked me to do Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I had some time free, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, Pee Wee's Playhouse was really chaotic. They'd send me a tape from New York on Tuesday. I'd watch it Tuesday night. Wednesday, I'd write the music. Thursday, I'd record the music. It'd go out Thursday night to them. They'd have it Friday to cut into the picture. And then Saturday, we'd watch it on TV. And it was, like, really fast. And instead of writing an album once a year, I was writing an album's worth of music once a week. And it was really exciting. It was a new experience, and it was a different creative process. But from what I gather, Paul Rubin just, like, approached him and said, hey, will you do this? And that's what he did with everybody. Hey, will you, like, create some music for the show? And these were all, like, his friends and people he knew. So... You know, we get George Clinton and Dweezil Zappa and Todd Rundgren and Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman makes sense. But it's yeah. just... It makes a lot of sense, actually. Right. Yeah, so and over the... George sp- Clinton coming off the, you know, the mothership, you know, recording. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. So it makes you, like, I don't know. And now when you think about an episode of it, you're like, oh, yeah, I hear all of it. I hear it. Yeah. Like, it's totally in so there. Mm-hmm. And it's just freaking cool. So if you guys out there... Did not know that in tapeworm land. You're welcome. (laughs) Your life is now better having known this. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty freaking cool. I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like, I watched, I never missed an episode. It was like one of those things. I loved how crazy it was and zany and colorful and and just, you know, energetic. And, I mean, obviously he had ADT. Yeah. Ah, corner! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Cherry! We're going to go into my list next. Mine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause for a second. Hang on. Rob Zombie was a PA on Pee Wee's Playhouse. I think I read something about that. I'm looking through everything on there. Jimmy Smith's worked on the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody at home, go down the rabbit hole and just go to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Yeah, Go do that. Grace Jones was on... Oh my God! <laughs> Did she eat her tiger meat? Oh, she might have. Um, we're gonna go into my list. It's not nearly as exciting, but it's still it's still fun. Um, like I said, Matt went definitely a little er- later '80s, earlier uh, childhood stuff for him. So that's really cool. It uh, doesn't mean I don't do that at least once on my list, but for the most part, I don't. I will say this: when we did the list, Matt sent his over. I had my original list, and neither of us had any. Um, instrumentals and i guess i never specified and then kev sent his and it was almost Mm -hmm. all instrumentals and i'm like yeah all right cool except for one which i had on my list but i'm like i'm gonna give that to kevin and i'm gonna add an instrumental onto my list that way 
it all bounces out a little bit better. Um, <laughs> and it worked. It worked really well. In the end, I'm pretty happy with the list overall. Uh, and it, it kind of worked. So, uh, But I went with the stuff I remembered. I went um, with you know my childhood. And this is the one I asked Matt. I said, so you went with Growing Pains? And he said, yeah. And I said, how come not Family Ties? Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed. And, and I, I can't, can't remember, remember what I ever did before. What, what do we do, do baby, without us? So you're going to sit here and tell me that's not the Bee Gees? It's not the Bee Gees. Uh, Matt answered that question. He said, I just watched Growing Pains more. So uh, I, got, I got Michael J. Fox. <laughs> You get Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, man, in the 80s, he's yeah. cool because uh, Like Father, Like Son is a great movie is all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. It's weird who they picked for his dad, but other than that, it's fine. Um, Wait, wasn't his dad... Um, oh, my God. I can't think of his name. To the internet. Arthur. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, Dudley uh, Moore. Dudley Moore. Dudley. Yeah. There you go. Um... Family Ties, NBC, seven seasons, premiered in 1982 and ran until May of 89. Uh, Created by Gary David Goldberg, uh, won multiple awards, including three consecutive Emmy Awards for Michael J. Fox, by the way. Uh, Here's some interesting stuff. You guys will probably get a kick out of this. Matthew Broderick was originally up for the role of Alex P. Keaton. Uh, see that. They also uh, were considering Laura Dern for Mallory, and Ed O'Neill auditioned for Stephen Keaton, but decided to turn the role down. Good that would have been a I, whole other show, yeah, based on well, what he did with Mary with Children. But you got to remember, this is this would have been early '80s. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Um, for those who you know, everybody's like married with children, and of course, then had like a twelve season run on uh, Modern Family. Modern Family, right. If you've never watched Dutch, please go watch Dutch. And that is a yeah. great movie. Yeah. And you will get to see this. I was always He's worried. A He's a fucking wonderful actor. Yeah. And I was worried about, you know, Married with Children typecasting, and it really didn't. If you think about it, he broke out, uh, Katie Seagal broke out, um, Christina Applegate. I mean, they all went on to do pretty pretty major stuff. Which is really cool because the character he played on Married with Children is like totally a caricature. Like it is not, mm-hmm. and he's just so convincing. But it would have been interesting to see. Laura Dern would have been interesting to see as well as Mallory. Um, yes, uh, Matthew Broderick is er, as Alex P. Keaton would have been pretty interesting as well. Uh, so the theme song "Without Us" was composed by Jeff Barry and Tom Scott in 1982 during the first ten episodes of the first season. The song was performed by Dennis Tufano and Mindy Sterling. Uh, from episode 11 on, the song was performed by Johnny Mathis and ne- little Niecy Williams. Denise Williams. Uh, producers were, they didn't really like Tufano's and Sterling's version, so they, they got uh, Johnny Mathis and Denise Will- Williams to re-record it. Uh, a full-length version of Without Us is featured on Mathis and Williams' duet album, That's What Friends Are For. Uh, it was released That's by Columbia Records in 2003, so you can go there. Um, that's the theme song, and we all know it. Uh, everybody knows, mm. you know, what do we do, baby? Wow. 
Um, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about one more very important piece of music from this show. I want to bring it up. You guys are probably going to be like, holy shit, yeah. Uh, we got to talk about Billy Vera and the Beaters. If we're talking family ties, we got to talk about the fact that the beginning of several episodes of the fourth and early fifth season started with, what did you think I would say at this moment? That was like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was the love song between Alex and his girlfriend on the show then, Ellen. And uh, its exposure on Family Ties actually renewed this song, interest in the song. People started calling NBC and they were like, who sings that? What's the song? And because of that, it hit the charts a second time. Uh, eventually, it actually hit number one on both the Billboard Hot 100 and Adult Contemporary charts. It also hit the Billboard R&B chart and Billboard Hot Country chart. At this moment, then sold over a million copies in the United States, becoming one of the last gold certified singles on on in on a forty five, and it was all because they played it on uh, Family Ties. So I thought it was pretty cool if you think about it. The show plays that song, and it just you know Billy Ver they released the song. God, I don't even know when it originally came out, and they're probably like, "That's cool. We had a decent run," and probably never expected this. So. That was pretty cool. So, just saying. You guys yeah. seem fascinated too. So, <laughs> glad, glad, glad that you are. <laughs> uh, the next song on my list is my instrumental. When I saw that Kevin went that route, it gave me permission to do it as well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to add instrumentals. Well, cool. I'll do that too. And uh, I'm going to play this. And as soon as I get done, I want to ask Kevin the first thing that popped into his head. I hear him in the background. Kevin, what's the song make you think of? Alaska. <laughs> Northern Exposure. Yeah, this is that's a that's a theme song to this. I show. actually loved Northern Exposure. Thank you. It, very is a much. Good, it was a good show. But Magnum PI. Yeah, Magnum PI. Around Hawaii solving mysteries. You just see that you see that freaking uh you see that Corvette. car. Just it's not yeah. a Corvette. It was a Ferrari. See that car. Oh. Flying down the beach, you think of Higgins, you think of Zeus and Apollo. You know, uh, the show starts back Tom. to our uh, our epic cars episode. Yeah, we hear do all t- about it. We oh, do talk right. a lot about this uh, cars of the eighties. We talk about that uh, particular uh, Ferrari. Yeah, uh, the show starts Tom Selleck. He's a private investigator living in Oahu, Hawaii. The series ran eight seasons from December nineteen eighty to May of nineteen eighty eight. During its first five years of broadcast on CBS. Magnum consecutively ranked in the top 20 U.S. television programs on the Nielsen rating chart. By the way, it's an 80s show that holds up. It is still good. You can, I need to check those uh, reruns of Magnum. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, come yeah. across cheesy. You don't go, oh, my God, it's actually still a decent show. A lot of 80s shows you go back and watch, like action shows, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, and they don't hold up so well. But Magnum's still a good show because the writing and the plots were really good and the acting was incredible. So uh, the theme song was composed by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter, Larry Carlton on guitar. 
you guys know Mike Post. He did Hill Street Blues, Quantum Leap. You guys have heard his stuff a bazillion times. Uh, the original theme music was a jazzy piece by Ian Friedbairn Smith. Uh, this music was used nine episodes, but then in episode 12, it was replaced by what was what we all know and love, the version you just heard. A uh, full version of the theme for Magnum P.I. was released as a single by Electra Records in 1982 and featured on the Billboard Hot 100 chart the same year, peaked at number 25. This also appears on uh, Mike Post's 1982 album, television theme songs. So I was telling you, uh, Matt, you probably won't have a hard time finding most of these to put on a playlist because most of them are featured on CDs and albums later. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where eighties theme songs were so popular that they, you know, got their own, like if, even if it was only a partial, they would then do a full version. You know, the one that might be hard is saved by the bell. I feel like that might be hard to find. I don't know. Could be. Maybe could be. we shall see. Yeah. Um, so my next song, I went uh, to my childhood a little bit too. Uh, I was like, well, we're talking eighties and we're talking, um, theme songs that I absolutely adore. Uh, it, I don't really care. I, I just love this song in general. And for a long time, it was, it was my ringtone on my phone. It is a little song called Reading Rainbow. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. I know you guys. I know you guys are smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're having some. You're having some feels. Don't lie. <laughs> There's a lot of feels going on right now because you're in the uh, reading rainbow theme. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, do you, you just seem a little. Uh, you know, like, no, I'm smiling because I love that. I just, just want to make show. Sure. It was I great. Out. Hey, man. I'm just. Just worried. made me feel happy. I didn't know if you needed us just to call somebody. Made me feel somebody. happy. Like I can do anything. If you need I to can, call somebody, I can, butterflies yeah. in the sky. Yeah, I can take I a can look. Go twice as high. It just, is in a book. If somebody's a reading if, rainbow, if somebody's putting you in danger, order a large pepperoni pizza right now, and I'll I'll know. No, I'm good. You know, <laughs> but I kind of want a pizza. <laughs> kind of do now, actually. I just said it. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I found Jay. I found out some information yesterday about a, a favorite restaurant of ours that recently closed. I'll tell Jack you about it later. All right, we'll oh, talk here. about it. Hang on. Yeah, yeah I gotta know this <laughs> one too because. Oh, you may sauce, or may not be disgusted by it. Oh God! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Turns it. out they weren't using beef, and it tasted good. I don't care. I'll keep eating it. Um, well, that's what I there said. There was an I extra was, special but... ingredient in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I'll let you know off air. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So let's talk about reading rainbow. <laughs> uh, we've talked about reading rainbow. We did a PBS Kids episode way back, and uh, we talked about reading rainbow. Originally aired on PBS, um, and afterward, PBS Kids. This it ran from July of 1983 to November of 2006. Uh, reruns continued on until 2009. There were 155 episodes produced over 21 seasons. Uh, it garnered over 200 broadcast awards, including a Peabody Award and 26 Emmy Awards. Uh, it was a wonderful show, uh, but you don't have to take my word for it. Oh, nice. That <laughs> uh, was good. Uh, this, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, this theme song is magical. Uh, and I yes, dare you to argue really with me is. on that. It's uh, it's just fucking wonderful. It's it's beloved. Um, 
written by Steve Horlick, uh, Dennis Neal Kleinman, and Janet Weir. Over the show's 23-year run, it went through three different versions of the theme song. The original theme was performed by Tina Fabrique, and that's the one most of us know, uh, featured one of the first uses of the Bukla, 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 Bukla synthesizer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have sure. to hit the stroke. Bukla. Button. No, I'm. It's B U C H L A. You tell me. <laughs> Bukla. <laughs> the Bukla synthesizer. In a, Speaking Klingon, there, buddy. In a TV. Yeah. Bukla. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can find a pronunciation. <laughs> pronunciation of. of Bukla. Oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1988. Yeah. B U C H L A. Bukla. Bukla. Uh, in 1998, they changed the opening sequence with a new arrangement of the song performed by Johnny Kemp. And then a third intro was used starting in 2000 with a re-recorded version of the original lyrics performed by Chaka. Chaka. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. I love you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chaka Khan. That one's readily available. I know you can find the Chaka Khan version pretty easy. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, it is weird to me how certain things just, the second you hear them or whatever, it just fills you up inside. Like, it's like, oh, all, all these memories and stuff rush back in. And that's kind of what this song does for me. So love the reading rainbow theme song. Uh, well, this next one's problematic today, but we're talking the eighties, so it's okay. Uh, this was just a, a little ditty. Uh, about a couple good old boys. Just a good old boy. Oh never meaning no harm. Oh my God. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. <laughs> you know uh, what? This is going to be on my list. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> it was. I, I scratched it. I was like, eh, You and I have talked about this it. before, so I was yeah, kind of shocked have. that he didn't see it on yours. Uh, yes, knowing what we know, there were a few things that would be problematic today. But in yeah. the 80s, this show, which, unlike Magnum, does not hold up well at all, <laughs> even a little bit. <laughs> We know, we all love this show. Yeah. I'm the show was good. Dealing I mean, banjos? Oh, and the show was not good. Uh, nah, I, no, he was trying to do Dixie. The general, yeah, Dixie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I might have got it if it was on slide whistle. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. that's, that's where right, you messed next up. Next time, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, clearly it was Dixie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, fuck it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this but show's not good. Next time, uh, Dukes of Hazard does not hold up even a little bit. It is trash. Like if you try yeah, to watch I mean, it, you're like, oh god. I liked it when I was like eight because I was okay with complete ridiculousness. Uh, and you got the girl with the Daisy Dukes on. Oh, you know, look at him names after those shorts. Uh, Catherine Bach. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So mm. let's talk a little bit about this. The show aired on CBS from January 1979 to February 1985. There are 140 episodes, seven seasons. Here's the thing. They were shown to all of us at home to be heroes, but they weren't. These guys were illegal moonshiners on a five-year probation. This is the plot of the effing show. Um, this is this is it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Boss Hog is crooked as hell. He's, a, yeah. he's crooked as hell, uh, and most of the episodes were Boss Hog like trying to do some business scheme or shit. 
and a lot of times the Dukes had to help them out. But they weren't allowed to cross county lines, and they did it all the time, so they're getting chased. But it's not like where they, they didn't know where the fuck they live. <laughs> well, I mean, come on now, Jay. I mean, there's just a couple of good old boys just trying to help, you know, keep the citizens of the county or perhaps state because they're crossing, you know, county Constantly, lines. Constantly, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just trying to keep everybody happy with some good old moonshine. It's true. But uh, listen, man, Hazard County is filled to the brim with ne'er-do-wells. It is not a oh, good yeah. place. Yeah. They are... And uh, that's Hazard, Kentucky. I mean, just, oof. Yeah. I, just, it, if you want, we could we could talk about Coy and Vance for a little bit. They were brought on for oh, a few yeah. episodes. Do you, do you guys know why they brought Oliver Dukes of Hazard? Do you, do you know why they brought Coy and Vance on though? No, no. So they actually weren't on even for a full season. Coy and Vance were brought on to be lookalikes of Bo and Luke because oh yeah, the, the show that. started okay. making like buku money and like selling like lunch boxes, which I had. Mm-hmm. Um, watches and pillowcases or whatever. And um, Bo and Luke, those guys, they were like, hey, we want our cut. And it became right. a whole thing. Well, Daisy was going to leave too. And they were like, no, no, you need to stay on the show because if we all leave, they're just going to cancel the show. We need to have some kind of bargaining power. So for a few mm-hmm. episodes, we got Coy and Vance, and then they came to some agreement. And Coy and Vance were on the show with Bo and Luke. They... Did a whole thing during that run. Bo and Luke were at NASCAR helping out. I think so, but they yeah. don't explain how they were allowed to go. <laughs> Nothing. It's fine. Uh, so the theme song. The theme song is um, "Good it's Old a Boys." Damn good song written by yeah. Waylon Jillings. Mother shit. Hit the stroke button. You know what, Matt? I you shut it every time I do it. I hear. I didn't it. say anything. Yeah, you did. You yeah, said the same thing you always say. <laughs> Every time I mess I up, I hear yeah, Matt go. Give him Jay a break. Come on. Yeah, okay. No, no. Every time I screw up, I hear Matt's like motherly, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn it. It's like, it's I'm that, not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's that, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's that finger-waggling disappointment in your voice. <laughs> I made a sound. You do it every time. Not unlike, uh, <laughs> what is it? The lady from 227, apparently. Uh, Jack A. Just, Jack yeah. A. Mm-hmm. You and do it. Suddenly, just go back and Jay, start. Loses, Jay loses his shit. <laughs> However, Kevin, complete no. opposite end. He just like, God damn it, hit the button, hit the button. No, no. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, no. that's if all I said. Go back and listen to previous episodes and listen to how often you go, mm-hmm. Whenever I screw up, like you're like, there we go again. I done told everybody he was going to do it. <laughs> like I expect Connie's in the room. You're like, see, this is what we was talking about last night. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Uh, oh, Connie upstairs, girl. Guess what Jay just did? I ain't wanted to gossip, so you didn't hear from his me. stroke mouth ass just done it again. His stroke mouth ass. <laughs> There is a porn title. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Stroke, <laughs> mouth, ass. <laughs> At least it's Park. not the other way around, I guess. I'm... The song was performed by Waylon Jennings. <laughs> he was also the narrator of the show. Uh, the version released as a single is not the same version that was used on the show's opening credits. Um, in 1980, the song reached number one on the American country chart and peaked at number 21 on the billboard hot 100 uh all we mean by the fact that it wasn't the same is when they released it as a single he doubled up like the ver or the chorus and added another verse to make it longer to make it fit so the version you hear on the tv show is slightly different but 
it's one of those things, man. It's just, again, it's kind of like Golden Girls. Everybody can, even if you didn't watch the Dukes of Hazard, you can probably sing most of that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so weird how that stuff happens. Um, My final one, I kind of can't believe no one else said. Like, I, I don't know why. It was like the first one I went to, and I'm like, really? No one put it. Huh. Um, not that I don't totally understand all the stuff you guys picked. Well, one of Kevin's. I'm still a little confused by but all the rest. Honestly, nobody else picked Golden Girls, which kind of shocked me. I was like, huh, none of us thought of that except for Matt. So this is kind of like that. I'm kind of like, oh, I'm the only one who thought of this. Guys, believe it or not, you didn't pick this song. It should have been somebody else. Not me. should have been one of you. It was just me. For me, I, I, I don't like back when this show was on. I don't remember like watching it a whole lot. Maybe well, you like, didn't. A handful of episodes. Well, that was probably all there were. Um, so that's the one of the things about the song. So this is believe it or not from the Grace American Hero. Uh, the song was composed by Mike Post, with lyrics by Stephen Gare, and sung by American singer Joey Scarberry. Uh, and the song kicked butt. Uh, the track was included on Scarberry's 1981 debut album, America's Greatest Hero. Uh, the song became a hit, massive hit, entered the top 40 of the Billboard Hot 100 in 1981, uh, eventually peaking at number two. It was kept off the tr- the number one spot by Endless Love, Diana Ross, and Lionel Richie. So, you know, there you go. It's been a purveyor total. Purveyor of fine meats. He is a purveyor of fine meats. <laughs> You know, I just found something weird out yesterday. Um, <laughs> he really does have a steakhouse. <laughs> Lionel, well, you might see King Charles at Lionel Richie's steakhouse because they're apparently good friends. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I know, right? <laughs> he was at the coronation. <laughs> it was kind of trippy. That's Sir Lionel Richie. Lionel yeah. Richie was at the coronation. Did he walk in uh, and go, hello? <laughs> <laughs> And him, nah, he was just dancing some, on the ceiling. He handed him some frozen steaks and was like, it's the meat you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they partied all night long. Right, um, right. The, so, this song um, was kept from... The show's the, so ridiculous. He was no, with the rest of the Commodores. Did you say this show is so ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was kept off the charts by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. But it did spend a total of 18 weeks on the in the top 40. Oddly enough, the show was not as big a hit. ABC created... Uh, it was on ABC. It was created by Stephen J. Canal. Ran for three seasons, March of 81, February 83. Um, it just never really picked up the steam they wanted it to, which everybody talks a lot about this show, but it, it didn't really do the numbers, you know. There was going to be a spinoff. They actually created a pilot with a female that was going to take over, but when that didn't get picked up either, they just incorporated that as to like a final version, like the final episode. It was a weird thing. Actually, DC Comics actually filed a lawsuit against ABC. They said, you've got a guy with superpowers flying around in a red suit. Uh, it was dismissed. It never went anywhere. 
But yeah. Oh, DC Comics is the Marvin Gaye of the comic book world. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you got to figure this is early '80s, and I don't know yeah. Yeah, who God knows, but. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. It was, I guess, I remember the song, and, and yeah, it's hard not to, you know, relate the two together at this point. But the song was such a big hit that I, it's hard for me not to remember it. And then instantly that goes, oh yeah, and it was from the Greatest American Hero. So, yeah, one of those things. That's my list. So now we've got Matt's list, and we've got my list. But now we got to go to. Kevin's list. Now, Kevin's list is, it makes a lot of sense for the most part. <laughs> I like musical instruments. Yeah, yours, a lot is, of them. yours is mostly uh, instrumentals. Do you want to... Uh, it's all done on slide whistle. Do you want right, to... Give it a shot. <laughs> okay. No, I, was, I was asking if all of your <laughs> theme songs were performed. I mean, you can. <laughs> go for it. like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. I got it. That, that's how we figure out what song you're talking about. Let's let's do this. Okay. Let, don't, don't say it. Play your first right. song. Give Matt a second to see if he knows what right, it is. Tune up here. <laughs> tune up. I have the damn list and I don't know what he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was damn say, it was I'm, cheers. I'm going to loss. It was one. what? Cheers. Oh, here no, you go. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. This is the one that uh I was like, I had on my list, and then well, I kept it. Still going. <laughs> this was uh, from Cheers. <laughs> it's called Everybody Knows Your Name, where everybody knows your name. Uh, Cheers ran on NBC from September uh, 1982 to May of 1993. Uh, 275 episodes across 11 seasons. Uh, created by the team of James Burroughs and Glenn and Les Charles. Uh, the show was nearly canceled during its first season when it ranked almost last in the ratings for its premiere. Uh, but Cheers eventually became a Nielsen rating juggernaut in the U.S., earning a top 10 rating during eight of its 11 seasons, including one season at number one. That was season number nine. Um, this theme song is pretty cool, though, man. There's some really cool stuff mm -hmm. about this theme song. Out of all the theme songs, I think this one has an interesting history, but it also has the most information. Where everybody knows your name, it, you I I I remember back in the day like uh, this song just coming on the radio. It wasn't, it's it, it's always a little off putting though because it, like you start singing it and then you're like oh I don't remember that line and <laughs> it like, throws you <laughs> off. But uh, where everybody knows your name is the theme song from Cheers. Um, it's also the debut single for Gary Portnoy, who we talked about earlier. He's the one who I said will be. Hitting, he's the one who did like Punky Brewster or stuff like that. So, the song was written by Portnoy and Judy Hart Angelo and uh, was performed by Portnoy in 1982. Shortly after the premiere of Cheers, Portnoy went back to the studio to record a longer version of the song, um, which made the US and the British pop charts. <clears throat> the full length version was made available on his 2004 album called Keeper. Here's the funny thing. This song wasn't supposed to be a song. wasn't meant to be the song anyway. Portnoy and Hart Angelo had met and decided they were going to write a musical together called Preppies. Uh, 
They wrote a song called People Like Us, and Glenn and Les Charles heard that song, and they were working on this show called Cheers, and they said, hey, we really like that song. We want it for our theme song for Cheers. But there was a problem. Uh, this song was already legally obligated, obligated to the musical preppies, so they couldn't use it. So the Charles brothers said, hey, well, can you compose, uh, can you compose a song for Cheers then? So they did. Uh, it was a different version of People Like Us, and it was called My Kind of People. Uh, but the Charles brothers were like, nah, that sucks. <laughs> we don't want that. So they wrote two more songs. Uh, two more potential themes for Cheers, one of them entitled Another Day. Uh, I guess they really considered, but then they said, no, nah, we don't want that either. And then there was the fourth, and they were like, hey, that's it. And that one was Where Everybody Knows Your Name. It received an Emmy Award nomination in 83 for Outstanding Achievement in Music and Lyrics. Uh, in 2011, readers, a reader's poll in Roll Rolling Stone said that Where Everybody Knows Your Name was voted the best television theme song of all time. In 2003, the editors of TV Guide named Where Everybody Knows Your Name the greatest TV theme song of all time. So you notice a little trend here. Huh. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. the greatest. <laughs> they're, all, they're all voted the greatest of all time. But, it's the greatest of all oh, time. Yeah, 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 see. <laughs> Do you want that pizza? <laughs> sure. I mean, it might take a while to get there, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll put in an order if you want. Well, uh, uh, where do you like it from? Ooh, where's your pizza pit place of choice? When you guys order pizza, Matt, where do you go? You know what? Well, that is a damn good question. That's a very good question. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Oh, inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. I kind of want to know because we. He's like, oh, ask, know. yeah. Ask oh. Connie because she's oh. the she's the pizza snob of the of the two of us. Ooh, she's and, the pizza I mean, snob. don't mention a chain or anything. That's lame. No, I mean, no, 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 no. That's Squaresville, man. Yeah, that's yeah. what I have to do. I and mean, there's no. Room. I know. I know. For a while, uh, it was Joe's Pizza by the Slice in Kansas City is where I. Oh, we have Mike likes to go yeah. Pizza by the Slice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, we walked by it when I was there. I have to do chain. No, Not long after Kevin did the Charleston. Doing the Charleston. I don't street, think we were so near so. Mikey's, but we might have been. I don't think we no. were. Though. Okay. Um, um, I I have to say chain that we order from the most because there's nothing over by me that isn't a chain. There's no like small little hole in the wall pizza places near me, which kind of sucks. But uh, locally, I do a lot of La Rosa's, which is which is pretty local. Oh yeah. Well, there's Richards over by you. Yeah, but I don't. They're not. They're, it's not their pizza, man. It's their steak sandwiches you want it from Richards. You know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah is that the place you guys yeah. took me to? That place was really good. I don't think so. <laughs> what was the pizza place you took me to? Oh, we took you to Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Goodfellas is. Awesome. That's a chain, but they're a good chain and a smaller chain. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, like a small chain. Yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not talking Pizza Hut. If it's a, oh, I eat Pizza Hut sometimes. I don't really eat them a lot. Uh, Kev, what's your what's your uh, what's your next song? You did Cheers, man. What else you got for us? Okay, let me crack open the slide. What's cracking it open? Okay. Ha <laughs> 
unsolved mysteries? I died. Okay. Thought I knew. Because right. it's an unsolved mystery. What the hell you're trying to play? I right? thought I knew. All for right. A here's the thing. It's the Cosby Show, but the thing about the Cosby Show theme song. Oh, yeah. Each season, there's a they different would change one. Change the theme yes. song. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah. play this version. All right. I was trying to go for the, the one like the Caribbean theme one. Some of you may have heard that, you know. I I there. actually did uh, think I knew what you were trying to play there, but I have a list in front of me, so it helps. Uh, Cosby Show. We're going to try to avoid all of uh, avoid all the bad stuff about this show, and we're going to discuss uh, the show itself and the song. Um, that by all the bad stuff, Mr. Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the song was composed by Stu Gardner and Bill Cosby. The theme was titled "Kiss Me." I'm sorry, oh, I know, okay. but I didn't. I didn't <laughs> title it. Uh, seven versions of the song were used over the show's run. Uh, Gardner produced the album "House Full of Love," music from the Cosby Show, <laughs> and was the oh, he, he was the uh, he was Gardner was the musical director for Cos, the Cosby Show, and A Different World. So. For for season four, the theme song uh, was performed by Bobby McFerrin, which was the version we just heard. As for the show, it ran from September 84 to April of 92. Um, it was on NBC, eight seasons, 201 episodes. TV Guide listed it as TV's biggest hit in the 80s, adding it almost single-handedly revived the sitcom genre and EBC, NBC's ratings fortunes. While ranking at 28th on their list of 50 uh, greatest shows, it spent five consecutive seasons at the number one rated show on television. And uh, along with All in the Family is the only sitcom in the history of the Nielsen ratings as the number one show for five seasons. Um, Kevin is right. For the most part, they performed a different version every season. There was one season where there was an issue and they I forget exactly what happened. And ended up reverting back to an old one, but I think aside from that, it was pretty much a different version. And the if you guys recall, the opening credits were always like them dancing. Yeah, like uh, each cast member different would come musical. Out. Yeah, yeah it was different musical m- m- uh, numbers. It was just yeah. It was yeah, they did like they did like a jazz one. There was like the big Hollywood one. There was mm-hmm. like you said the like. Uh, Jamaican Caribbean like they feel there was the Bobby McFerrin one so yeah it was pretty cool and each year one I know the most uh what Bobby McFerrin yeah yeah it wouldn't surprise me I think each season you'd kind of tune in at first too like just to see which version you were gonna like what were they gonna do this time yeah and you know we've talked about it on the show there's a lot of negativity because of uh Bill Cosby but the show is wonderful the writers were fantastic and uh, it's it's the jokes are funny, you know. So yeah, it, it, I tried to be a Doctor Huxpool as opposed to a Bill Cosby in life. Yeah, good advice. Amen. That's there you good. go. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good logic there. Yeah. I try to be the a more you know. once in a while. It's hard because you know I think we've mentioned this, but even like there's movies and stuff you go back and it's like God, but Kevin Spacey movies are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of well, those we things. all like things made by horrible people. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, but it's yeah, true. it's we can't avoid it. We really can't. So, mm. don't show them support, but you can still show the writers and the other actors and the the composers and yeah. all those people support. So, look yeah. at it that. Particularly way. right now, due to the the writers, yeah. the writers strike. Going, yeah. They're going right. through it again right now. Yeah. So we won't have any episodes for a while because I'm not writing anything. <laughs> Damn it! All right. Believe it or not, guys, I actually do write. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't. Writes it. Yeah, it doesn't come out. It. it doesn't come out yeah. in the show, but there's some writing. Kevin and I. Kevin and I write like 
five lines list. and stuff. Yeah, yeah just, just some post it notes. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, it would be fun to have one of you Scribble guys. Scribble it down. Yeah. A post-it mm-hmm. note. It's literally what I do at work is yeah. post a note and then send it as a text. It would be fun to see what would happen if we let one of you guys. Five like, best songs to lose your virginity. Like, uh, oh, God, please don't. Run the- <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking to me or him or both? <laughs> you. You. you <laughs> <laughs> like, songs to lose your virginity to? Is that what you said, Kevin? Yes. Oh, God. Five songs to lose your virginity to, which, by the way, I think is going to become a list. Um, yeah, it's got to be. Because that's kind of brilliant. Uh, uh, the divinals, what I told Number you. Number one, the rainbow The rainbow I'm going to stop. I always said something bad. <laughs> and over the years, you learn to catch yourself before you say the really, really wrong thing. Um, yeah. Kev, what's your next song? When does that happen? I just, it just right, did. I haven't learned it that just shit did. It just okay. did. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Pretty good. Oh, I know it. You know it. Good. All right. All right. Matt's got it. Matt's got it. And I know is, he does. Right. Is it, what is it, Matt? Is it the A team? Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That was pretty good, actually. I was, I was pretty proud yeah. of you. That, that that came out pretty good, pretty well. Uh, a, a show that I've literally never seen an episode of. Really? But I know the theme song. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. I haven't even seen the movie. I know nothing oh, about I it other like than the movie. Mr. T. People didn't like you know? it, but I like the movie. And the series is total cheese, but kind of fun. It's cheesy, but it is fun. I've actually, uh, I'm going to say back in January, during dry January, rough month, but during that <laughs> month, I was going through like a uh, 18 like binge, binge online. I was able to find some um, free episodes, which is very rare. If you go to this one, um, one site called Odyssey, which is sort of like uh, YouTube, but no, um, you know, no ads or whatnot. So feel free. Check it out. <laughs> feel free. Go check yeah. it out. Hey, hey, Kev, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't had any alcohol in almost two months. So Hey. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, the original theme composed by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter uh, released on the vinyl LP Mike Post television theme songs in 1982 and on the Mike Post, Mike Post LP in 1998. Both are out of print, but those aren't the versions that you hear on screen. Anyway, the theme heard on uh, heard on seasons two through four include the narration and the sound effects of the, you know, all that, you know, if you can find them, you could call the A-team, you know. Uh, those were released, that was released on TV's television greatest hits, 70s and 80s, so you can find that there. The French version of this song has lyrics. Ah. <laughs> I kind of. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to know what they say, but still. Um, All right, I, now I want to. I, I kind of want to watch the French A team. Yeah, right. Go. <laughs> uh, the, the French Canadian A team is just called A. A. Oh. Um, so this theme has been ranked among the best TV theme songs ever written. The show ran on NBC from January 1983 to March of 1987. There were four seasons, 98 episodes. Uh, the show was created by writers and producers Stephen J. Canal and Frank Lupo at the behest of Brandon Tartikoff. So Tartikoff pitches the series to Canal as a combination of, you're going to love this, The Dirty Dozen, Mission Impossible, The Magnificent Seven, Mad Max, and Hill Street Blues, but with Mr. T driving the car. <laughs> All right. you know, I, Sold. I just want to give like a quick 
Shout out to Mr. Brandon Tartikoff. Oh, he's dead now, but back in the eighties, mm. he brought. He wasn't. Oh, he what? <laughs> back in the eighties, he wasn't. Back in the eighties, he goes. No. He wasn't. <laughs> uh, well, he he exposed us to a lot of great quality shows. Uh, him and Stephen J. Canal, who both worked on this. Yeah. Stephen J. Canal mm-hmm. was on a little bit of everything too. Uh, they were they were massive throughout the eighties, and they gave us fun shows like this, man. And a lot of this show was kind of um, written around the, which is not surprising, but around the character of B. A. Baracus and Mister T, because he was kind of yeah, up I mean, and coming at this point, right? And people had seen him. And yeah, he just got done doing um, see what Rocky three, and he and I don't know had he done DC Cab yet? I think. Probably, I think he did. Yeah, and so people are starting to kind of know him, and uh, these guys are. I mean, he was just the, the people loved him, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the show, so they knew Mr. T was going to be a part of the show right from the beginning. So I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's it's a stupid corny show, but still endlessly fun because of it. Matt, it is basically the same plot over and over. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah. I mean, yeah, you got it. Got I mean, these. Um, uh, want to say ex-military convicts are trying to, uh, you know, escape the clutches of the uh, colonel who's trying to uh, capture them, but they get into like go from town to town trying to solve mysteries and, uh, you know, protect you know. Well, they help common people. Folk. Yeah, people yeah, find them people. and yeah. basically hire them to help. And uh, and they build really cool they build something cool at the end of every yeah. yeah it's very yeah they kind of it's, MacGyver it's MacGyver you know? it's you know it's only a lot hmm. a little more action than MacGyver yeah um, okay the military and you get to uh, see Mr T pitting fools there's on, yeah there's gotta, a lot of disguises sure there's how yeah. Mr T is is a, a BA is afraid to fly so how do they get him on a plane every episode how do they trick him. You got Murdoch. For a military who's, man, he dresses very flamboyantly. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. of feathers and gold chains. chains. Murdoch yeah. is absolutely insane, um, and BA can't stand him. But secretly, you know, they're kind of best friends. It's 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 it's, it's fun yeah. show. It really is. It's, okay. it's way silly, but you, you have know. to give it a watch sometime. Uh, Kev, what's your uh, okay. what's your next? All right, this one be going to be tricky. Oh, by the way, uh, and it's proven to be real. If you ever get an earworm stuck in your head and you can't get it out, just mm-hmm. hum the A-Team theme song. Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I know this, by the way. It's, it works. It's getting it stuck in my head. It kind of resets your brain. Yeah, yeah, and apparently that one won't get stuck in your head. So yeah. what's your next? Uh, Hopefully this one will. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, okay. This is the I mean, one that this is going to be is weird. Yeah. This is the one that I was like, uh, okay, and I'm going to go with the assumption that um, you just watched this a lot growing up. Well, it was just like on in the background. I mean, it wasn't a big. Fan. It was always it was on just, in the background somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just one of those weird shows, like between like I want to say. Um, like episodes of like Gilligan's Island, and then you know afterwards later on, but uh, episodes of Mash, this would kind of float around in yeah. the background somewhere. You're it's not wrong, weird. Matt. Let's play the actual theme song and see if based off the theme song, it. if you know what this is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's smooth and jazzy as hell. I was gonna say, yeah. Hey, girl. 
<laughs> we got to start a TV show. About to add this song to the, uh, the that was, list. That was so smooth and and, and right is. on right on beat. That for a second I'm like, what? When was this added to the song? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, like, I don't remember this version. You um, don't remember the yeah the uh, boys to men version? Uh, of this? Matt, that is the theme song to Taxi. Mm-hmm. I've never heard the theme song, but I've seen the show. Well, that's just like clips. Really, really weird. Yeah, I know very show, little about Taxi. <laughs> well, ta- yeah. well, we'll, we'll, we'll teach you all about I know Taxi. Yeah. Andy Kaufman was on it. Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. He was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of heavy hitters are yeah. on the show. Judd Hirsch. But, yeah. He was like the fucking star. <laughs> he was Wait, what? Hang on. He was like uh, he was on I was thinking I was thinking Judd Nelson. I was like the Judd Nelson, Judd Nelson. <laughs> uh, so Taxi ran on ABC from September 78 all the way to May of 82 and then on NBC from September of 82 to June of 83. So this was one of those went from one uh, network to another. The series won 18 Emmy Awards. It was created by James L. Brooks. Yes, that James L. Brooks. Stan Daniels, David Davis, and Ed Weinberg. There were five seasons, 114 episodes. Uh, the theme song that you just heard is called Angela, is which which was weird because Tony Danza would go on to mispronounce that so many times. Um, so Bob James wrote this opening theme, Angela, which was intended for a single sequence in episode number three. But the producers liked it better than the up-tempo opening theme song they had already planned. Um, that song was called Touchdown. Uh, they hadn't aired anything yet, so they managed to make the switch before the first episode. Uh, both songs are on James's 1978 album, Touchdown, so you can find them there. In 1983, James released The Genie, an LP containing much of the incidental music he had written for Taxi during its run. So, MASH, let's discuss for just a second. It's not on anybody's list, obviously, because we didn't do 70s, and I MASH ran into the 80s. But oh, I thought you were just mispronouncing no, no. my name for a second. I was like, what? Hey, MASH, what's up, MASH? Hey, MASH. MASH. Um, so, MASH was one of those interesting shows that when it would come on and we'd hear, what is that, Suicide is Painless? That was the theme mm-hmm. song yeah. of MASH, right? And it would yeah. weird me out. <laughs> like it would come on and we'd hear as which it should and it gave me kind of a and I didn't know it was called that at the time it was just a weird vibe and so it like was. as a kid I never wanted to watch MASH I'm like no nah, I don't want to watch that show I get I don't it like I mean, it's it. just a show with nothing but like pea green and then I got a little older and watched MASH and I'm like oh yeah, it holds up it's, it's pretty good it's freaking good yeah. like great show but part of what turned me off was this weird for a comedy which mm-hmm. it, it was a dramedy, right? Um, yeah. Some seasons of MASH had the laugh track, which I actually didn't like it when they added it in. I wish they would have left it out. Right. And some didn't. But then you watch MASH and you're like, it's well written. The comedy sticks. It's great. Well acted, you know. Very. But the theme song always made me feel like mm, creepy going in. And Taxi did that too. I could totally understand that. It was this There's... weird vibe for a, a comedy, for a sitcom. Yeah. There was this, like, in the late 70s, early 80s, there was this weird thing with comedy shows having weird theme songs that did Welcome not match back. the song. Well, although it uh, did. The it, Barney Miller uh, Barney Miller, song. yeah. Yeah. Barney Miller always felt like it should have been a uh, British show <laughs> to me. <laughs> I 
totally see that, that as well. Weird? Because the way it looks, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, and taxi. Okay, forgive me for being not from the seventies. <laughs> we will forgive you. Uh, what yeah. was Barney Miller? Uh, cop comedy sitcom. Yeah, they were, they, Barney Miller took place in a police station. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. who was who was in it? Because I've heard of it before. Uh, Hal Linden. Um, yeah, oh. people you won't recognize. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, cool. But he's right. The theme song was weird, and these these also had a real like. And Taxi was amongst them too. It had this real like gritty look to mm-hmm. it, which it took yep. place in New York, you know, in the eighties. So I I get it, but I don't think as a kid I I truly understood how much I would respect Taxi as I got older. Yeah, and this was definitely not a show that would attract kids. No, you gotta but, watch that shit in your thirties. But the jokes are good, man. Right, and the acting. I mean, Matt yeah. said it earlier. He named half the cast, and you're like, yeah. Now look at those people. It's like it set everyone up, man. And and uh, Lloyd Kaufman or Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> Andy, he was a mash. Oh man, Andy Kaufman. Oh Andy my Kaufman. God! Wow. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Christopher Andy Lloyd Kaufman is mixed up. so funny. And, that's what you did. You uh, got Christopper Lloyd and Andy Kaufman. Combined. We're gonna we're gonna say that's what happened. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. That's what I happened. Just, yeah, that's what we're gonna say it. I appreciate it. that's what happened. Um, listen, mm-hmm. listen, uh, Diamond Dallas Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Stone Cold. Hey. Steve Austin and Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Irwin. Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold <Joke>. Steve Urkel. <laughs> I said Steve Irwin, but Urkel works too. Somebody oh somebody God. needs to get on and do a Photoshop Kevin, of Cold it. Stone Steve Urkel because it's pretty um. awesome. Um, yeah, but... Uh, Macho Man Randy Travis. <laughs> uh, I've actually seen that t-shirt. So. That's pretty good. Though. Nice. That's pretty good. Um, nice. Taxi's a great show. If uh, if you remember as a kid not wanting to watch it, try watching a couple episodes and as an adult, you're probably going to laugh and you're going to appreciate it. And like we said, look at the people that came from the show and yeah. it's, it's hard. I mean, know? yeah, a lot of heavy hitters that are yeah. starting the show. Yeah. So... Uh, but nobody on any of these lists today is as big a star or hits as heavy as the star of Kevin's last pick. He yeah. is um, he is the icon of I mean of most decades. He's mm-hmm. the biggest name uh, in the world, I would think. This Kev. is for German listeners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I can't get it. Oh, no, can't. you can't. It's not Baywatch at all, but okay. <laughs> it's not Baywatch, but you're not far oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Here, said, let's, here you go. Let's help you out. Yeah, okay. Play along, Kevin. Half second delay on my side. When you guys listen back, it's gonna be the best thing you've ever heard. Night Rider, guys. Night Rider, starring one Mister David Hasselhoff. Man, <laughs> created and produced by Glenn A. Larson. Uh, the series broadcast on NBC from September of '82 to April of '86. There were four seasons. 90 episodes. So there have been two spinoff 
TV shows from Knight Rider, Knight Rider 2000, and then they did the new Knight Rider uh, series. Uh, Knight Rider 2000 was Mr. David Hasselhoff, I believe. It was just a spinoff mm-hmm. like TV movie, and then they tried to. Do I think he got a new car. Yeah, Kit got put into a new body, and uh, yeah. and who is Kit? It's um, Mr. Mr. Feeney. Yep. <laughs> yep, he's the voice of Kit. Um, so the Knight Rider themes composed by Stu Phillips and Glenn A. Larson. Uh, the series DVD bonus material contains an interview about the music where Glenn Larson says he remembers a theme. I'm going to try this, guys. A theme out of a classical piece. Marche et Coutage de Bucas Act 3, number 14, from Sylvia, written by French composer... Leo Delbus. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I think he's on the French A team. Yeah. Anyway, he's <laughs> BA. Uh, he says he took a piece of that for the Knight Rider theme. Kevin. Uh, well, yes. well, first, the decision to use synthesizers was a network decision. Larson claims that they used five or six synthesizers, drums, and a Fender bass to perform it. Uh, the rest of the series' music was composed by Stu Phillips for 13 episodes and Don Peake for 75 episodes. And in 2005, FSM released a disc of music from the series featuring the series' theme. What is the first thing you think of when you hear that music? Mm, I just think of driving really fast in my car. Because <laughs> I think yeah. of... Buster Rhymes, yo. Those guys I'm Dilio. I don't know Which, what he says. By the, by the way, side note, going back to our 90s rap episode, mm. Buster Rhymes Dangerous. Does anybody else think of Darkwing Duck when that song's playing? <laughs> no, I will from now on, yeah. though. Dangerous. <laughs> okay, now it is kind of mm-hmm. like. I mean, I'm gonna for the rest of time now. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, Thanks, you're welcome. Matt. He's like, you are welcome. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, so there you go, guys. Those are our top five picks for what we would add to a list. But no list is ever complete without your thoughts, you, the folks at home. So you know, let us know what you would add. Matt will try to put together a playlist. Um, Matt, I'm going to send you over this week's songs because some of them have weird names. Unless you got them all, yeah. you're good. But I do I, not. Okay, yeah. I'll just send you over the list. Matt's going to try to piece them all together and probably get most of them. There may be one or two that are hard, but, you know, we he puts together playlists that go out on Spotify of all of our mixtapes. But as we always love to tell you, please go and, you know, listen to the actual musicians and the work they do and show them some love and support. And while you're at it, ah, could you do that for us too? Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe awesome. uh, it's, yeah, it's actually ahead, kind uh, of a... Like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, that right. actually means a lot. If you guys hit yeah. the if Share you hit the friends. review button, you know, you select five enemies. stars. You may not know this, but that is one of the biggest things you can do to help yeah. the show grow is just leave us a like five star review. Yeah. Uh, or more if it gives you up to ten. <laughs> do the ten. That not the five. Bumps us up and and um, gets a little more attention. People see us a little easier. Some of you have done mm-hmm. that. We really appreciate that. Obviously, you. tell your friends about us, too. That helps a ton. Uh, go over to YouTube because we do a lot of stuff over there. We've got some videos that are really skyrocketing over there, and they're short, and they're fun, and we have a good time. We have some longer stuff, too. We do the Twisted Kid yeah. stuff over there. Uh, yeah, but go, go ahead and spread the word about what you heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it. Uh, but we appreciate that. I mean, it means a lot to us. And you guys have been awesome. I think a couple of weeks back we were like, hey, we hit, you know, we've got 10K listeners out. We've, we've. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, we're. It's more now. Well over that now. So thank you Pretty guys. Awesome. awesome. It's fantastic. I just posted on Twitter. It's it's interesting to me to watch the the show growth and see which episodes really take off and which ones don't. And sometimes I don't understand it because we'll do a song she didn't know remakes part three and it's like, and so I'm like, here's part four. And it's like, (laughs) it's not this doing bad. It's just I, in my brain, I'm like, well, if they love that one, they'll love another one. And I like this, right? Maybe they will. Maybe they just haven't noticed yet. I don't know. I mean, it's doing well. It's just not. Maybe that episode is like the mash of our of you know the mixtape podcast it just takes a while it just People, takes a while yeah gotta learn to grow and love with it mm-hmm. um, gotta mature into it that being yeah. said i think it's really cool uh frank polito was on the show a while back um and we docked we talked uh new wave 80s new wave and uh i just got to post on twitter and tagged frank in it uh that show has broke our top 10 which i think is really yeah. cool to see that that happens when we have guests on, it's always really fun. That being said, we've got more guests. We've got more interviews planned. Remember the contest, the contest clue two was on this episode. Clue one was on that episode. So you're going to have to get all three clues and you're going to be crowned the champion. You are the champion, my friend. And everybody's going to love you and we'll scream your name out uh, in victory. So, Please check that out. Social medias, we brought them up. You should be following us over on all of our social medias. Go back, listen to that little clip. But we are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all of them. So go over, check us out on all of those. Uh, Hey, we talk about it every week. Show some love to friends of the show. Uh, You know, Not A Bomb is out there. We we love those guys. Uh, Behind the Funny, you guys should be listening to them absolutely because – they're not just behind the funny, they're in front of it. Oh, see how I did? They're funny. <laughs> they're good. And they, they want to have a slide whistle off with Kevin. That's good. They that's, really do. That's going to happen at some point. <laughs> 80s and 90s uh, now. Doing slide whistles. You heard yeah, behind uh, the funny. that. We've been playing some some uh, trailers for some different shows, 10-ish and a couple others. Please check them out. Um, we yep. talk about shows that we enjoy and the shows that we build relationships with scream queens obviously you know you want it's it's night living podcast it's hard for me to remember everybody uh there's a good place to do, check that out which is over at the website though you should do that any any upcoming cons or events out in your area matt anything in the kansas city area that you are aware of that might be coming up that you want to tell people about i try to yeah, keep up but a couple months from now we got crypticon kansas city coming up so Ooh, everybody cool. uh, come on and do that. Looking for volunteers. So got any guests on uh, that one yet? Do you know who anybody that's going to be at ooh. that one yet? I was just uh, curious. Pull that up real quick. But yeah, we do. We got some uh, pretty cool guests. That's cool. Uh, uh, Horror Hound will be in Indianapolis, Indiana, in August as well. So and they just started announcing uh, guests for that one. So they haven't they haven't released a whole lot yet. But uh, that's coming up as well. And then we have the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Um, Oh, the end of or in September, Christina Ricci is going to be there. Yeah, uh, uh, that alone is is worth it, but uh, she's not the only one. But go ahead and tell some Crypticonians, yeah, tell you some some Crypticon guests. We've got Nick Castle, the original uh, 
Shape from Halloween. Uh, Doug Jones, you may know him from Hellboy, Hocus Pocus, Shape of Water. You know, Oscar winner, Doug Jones, fantastic guy. PJ Souls, Alex Vincent. I uh, played Andy Barclay in the in the Child's Play series. One that uh, Jay, I'm pretty sure you'll like, and Kevin maybe as well. Uh, if you're a fan of the show or the movie Summer School, Dean Cameron. Mm, nice. He's uh yeah he's gonna be there. I've uh, got a lot of uh, cast members from Terrifier Two, Marshall Bell from Starship Troopers and Total Recall. Uh, we got some got some wrestling people and uh, <laughs> Ari Lehman. Some wrestling. First some Jason. wrestling people. Yep, Ari Lehman from First Jason. Well, uh, him and his band will be there performing. Uh, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, that's going to be in Kansas City, Missouri, July seventh through the ninth. Uh, and you can you can Google uh, Kansas City Crypticon; it'll come right up. It's it comes yeah. right up. It's easy. Same with Cincinnati Comic yep. Expo. That's in September. Just to let you guys know. And if you guys want to tell us some cons and stuff in your area, that would be awesome. We would greatly appreciate that. We like to put that yeah. stuff up on our Facebook and let people know cons, concerts, things like that. We like to uh, – different areas, we like to push it. Uh, I tell you just a couple of the people. I won't go too into it, but we mentioned Christina Ricci's going to be there. Brent Spiner's going to be there. Miranda Otto, Ming-Na Wen, Paul Williams, they're all going to be there. Paul Freeman, who you guys would know from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is going to be there. So it's going to be some cool people. Uh, please let us know if you have any cons or anything coming up in your area. If you run a convention or anything, especially if you're anywhere near us, let us know. We will promote it. We would even love to come out and do some live recordings and stuff with you. So let us know about that as well. That's all I got. Uh, guys, you got anything you need to say before we part ways with the lovely folks at home? Uh, just you know, go check out the YouTube like we said before. and uh, yeah, Yeah, follow that. Watch some of our, our shorts that are pretty fun. Uh, got a few more coming out pretty soon. Those are really fun to record, and yeah. uh, we're hoping to get Kevin on some. I'm actually uh, Well, I mean, he's on some. He's right not on any of our shorts, but up. he's on some of our... Yeah. Um, he's on some of the full-length ones. The full-length uh, stuff, The yeah. Demonic Toys one, I highly recommend that one. It's the Birth of Lady Cop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, we we got to have a shirt coming soon of... You know, lady Cop. Lady Cop. She's not just a <laughs> cop. She's a lady cop. Uh, that's it guys. We love you guys. Uh, we thank you guys so much. And remember until next, we have the opportunity to speak to you guys to always stay. Stay You got to wrap as fast as he does. I don't, I don't, that would be awesome. I don't know any rap. Okay, do it. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. This is the best freestyle I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. Yep. I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the, the key to freestyling when you don't know, you just go, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. You can do a mumble rap thing. I'm not gonna eat that stuff with a goat. I'm not gonna eat it in a boat. I'm just doing some Dr. Seuss. <laughs> All right, that's a good I do not like green eggs and ham, Sam. I am. <laughs> that work? I can't freestyle. <laughs> I feel stupid for that. <laughs> 
We appreciate you trying. Thanks. <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me, Matt? That's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> I'm going to need you to bring that down about 25 minutes. I'm, I'm a little behind on the curve, but uh, I just I just started watching uh, season 11. Letter Kenny. They got a spinoff show too. Oh yeah, Shorzy. Shorzy. Gets a little redundant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you, you picked this one. This is uh, really repetitive. All right. So I hear there's a German version of this where David Hasselhoff does lyrics for it. Are you didn't really talk about it on the show? But no. something he would do. Hey guys. Not you guys, the other guys. The ones that stuck it out through all three minutes of this. I just want to say, peace out, yo. We love you. That was well-timed.